I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me today, needing a poo, is Christopher <laughs> William Glasson. Uh, this is an Acast episode, you can't start like that. Uh, yes, I do need a little poo, so this will be a 15-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little peek behind the curtains there of what happens in a podcast. Just Are you imagine, peeking out from the curtains? I'm, I'm, I've got a very curious turtle at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. Welcome one and all. Uh Harkolistin is a weekly podcast where we tackle a topic by arranging it via the means of a top five, from five down to one. I'll pick five, Chris will pick five, uh, and we'll go to work. Most of you, I'm sure, have heard this podcast before, but if you're new listeners, welcome. Uh enjoy today's episode. Go explore the back catalogue. Um, because there's a bundle. And the reason there's a bundle is because we've got lovely sponsors. We've got wicked sponsors. Let's get a word from them. Okay, first up, we have a brand new message from our sponsor, love-beer.co.uk. Charles says, we're delivering to home and office bars in and around London, including Essex, Kent, Hertfordshire and more. We're a one-stop shop for everything you need to pour a beer at home, from installation of the equipment through to delivering kegs straight to the bar. This year, with rugby and World Cups, we're also developing our hire equipment with a quick and easy-to-use solution to have kegs at home. For about 3 20 a pint, we can install a keg with all the equipment you need to pour beer for up to two weeks. Yes, yes. All the equipment we provide can dispense up to two kegs at the same time. So if you wanted a lager and one of my amazing craft beers we featured previously on the podcast, then the per-pint cost will be even lower, and the equipment we use will keep it pouring properly for the full two weeks without you having to do a thing. The only thing you have to do is go to love-beer.co.uk. Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film, photography and production work. Absolutely. Handsome Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for bloody ages. Yeah, and we can tell you two things about them. Number one, their stuff is excellent. They work for massive global brands, charities and companies of all shapes and sizes. The content they create does really, really deliver. We've done shoots with Luke. Uh, Loads of the people, our partners over at the network and our mates have done shoots with Luke. Always banging and they're always getting results. Yes, yes. And number two, they're just bloody nice to work with. The team at Bang Boom always give it their all. The business ethics are sound and they're a bunch of warm, proper, decent people. So if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company, check out bangboomcreative.com. Sponsors of Hardcore Listing. The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place. With Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you can always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere. They come across as harmless board game geeks or indie music fanatics, but the reality 
is far more sinister. Yes, yes. Wrenchy Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for. It can teach you life lessons along with fitness and, more importantly, peace. At Sama, he teaches karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four to the very elderly, even Stu. What? Aside from that, he also teaches ladies self-defence, self-defence courses, team building courses, corporate training days, apprenticeships to become a martial arts instructor for SAMA. Yeah, he even teaches a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence while carrying your child, not defence against maniacal murder babies, because we all know there's no defence against them. So go hit Simon up at sama-academy.co.uk. There you have it. There are our wonderful, wonderful sponsoroonies. Um, and also, if you want to get a little bit more involved, why don't you come and join us over at Hardcore Listing, uh, but the Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash Hardcore Listing. You can go, and for about $10 a month, you get an extra episode a week. You get mixtapes from my uh, colleague sat opposite me, who's Hello. actually a uh, really good DJ. Thank and he you. puts out good good tunes on there you get to see uh, most of our podcasts are videoed as well today's isn't because we're luckily sat in front of each other we which are. is lovely um so yeah that's all the goodness you get over a patron um and also there's a lovely community of people who um all just now friends all have got their own there's not just one social group they've mm. all split off into their own social groups all doing their own fun social events i uh, met up with one of them at the weekend mm-hmm. Uh, I met up with uh, lovely uh, Jessica Reed, so that was that was splendid from my perspective. Probably a tough day for her. She um, she tied you up for was it two days before you managed to get yeah, away? Before I got out, yeah. She yeah. Uh, she did a uh, boy George on me. Was it boy George? Yeah, George he, Michael. Did he do it? Did Charlie Sheen did it. Boy George, if I remember, did he handcuff someone to like a radiator or something? <laughs> yeah, for like, like seven days. Yeah, he's, he's got a bit too sexy, didn't he? Too sexy, yes. And but, yeah. yes, uh, I should point out, um, if you uh, this is obviously an audio podcast, but on Patreon you can watch these episodes mm. and you will find out that both Chris and I are too sexy. Um, too one, sexy. I tell you who are sexy, famous people. Oh, famous people are the sexiest, aren't they? Mm. Like They've got better personalities, they've got more money, better morals, never do anything wrong. Dress better. Dress better. Um, good haircuts. Good haircuts. I'm quite well dressed today. I'm fresh out of a funeral today, aren't I? Yeah, you look incredible. Yeah. So um, I sat down in the funeral afterwards at the wake, and then like I was eating food and realised all the buttons started separating on my black shirt. Yeah. And I just had to, you know, when you use your tie to cover yeah. your shame. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, celebrities are the best. And so we thought we'd do um, top five uh, times we've met celebs, right? Yes, chosen by um, f- uh a former guest of the show. Former celeb. Uh, uh, yeah, former guest of the show. Uh, absolute uh, celeb. Uh, absolute um, lovely lady, B-Ducks. B-Ducks, the love ninja, uh, helped me uh, propose. Yes. She mouthed it because I just didn't want to get married, but um, I just yeah. said, B, can you propose? No, she helped me uh, set up the wonderful day. And B's got loads of followers, hasn't she? She's um, mm. she's a bit social media savvy herself. Um, but yeah, what a great shout. Top five celebrity. The weird thing is, I'm not very good at any of this and remembering it. And Molly's always like, and also I'm a bit like low key on celebs. And maybe that's helped in the past because I have managed club nights for you where we always had celebrity DJs, mm. didn't we? So I've met a lot mm. and I've probably not forgot a lot, but just, yeah, just was kind of calm about mm. it. Um, so I didn't fanboy out. But that wasn't always the case with me and celebrities. Oh, we'll find out, won't we? We will find out, yeah. So do you want to go first today, mate? Okay. Join him. Um,. Right, what will I start with today? Let's have a little look. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start with a double header. Oh that's uh, very X rated. So <clears throat> I think it was about ooh, five or six years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I went to uh, Las Vegas mm. um, oh, amazing. with uh with with, with, with mutual friends of, of mine and yours. Mm. Um and we done all the all the stuff that you do when you go to Vegas, you know, all the you know the, the 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 helicopters over the Grand Canyon. Hookers shot shot a homeless man. Yeah, yeah. shot a homeless man. Yeah. Um, that's 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 cheaper than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, a lot of them just walk straight out of the casinos with empty pockets and just say, put a bullet in my head. <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> Before my wife does. Um, yeah, and so we we stayed at Caesar's Palace. Uh, and, and in Caesar's Palace, it's uh, I guess it's very, very famous for, mm. for boxing. Yeah. Uh, so I hoped when I'd go there that there'd be a big fight on um, and there'd be all sorts of boxing uh, paraphernalia around mm. Vegas because it's the, the fight capital of the world. Uh, there was nothing. Uh, I think there's, there's a statue of Sugar Ray Robinson, I believe, in, in mm. Caesars. Uh, but that was about it. And uh, so I was, I was a little bit disappointed. And then uh, if you've never been to Vegas, it's very hard to sort of explain just... Yeah, how big Vegas is and how big these hotels are. Like, yeah. imagine like the biggest shopping center you've been to. There's generally one of them in every hotel, mm. uh, and so we we went to Caesar's Palace to the mall to have a little just look about. Uh, and as I walked past a a sports shop, uh, inside it uh, there was a little sign in the window just saying whatever the date was um, from one till two p.m come and meet uh, former heavyweight champion of the old Leon Spinks. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And I looked at my watch and I was like, that's now. <laughs> uh, and I was like, where's the queue? Uh, and there wasn't a queue. Uh, so I walked in the sports shop and there sitting at a desk was Leon Spinks. Um, <laughs> there's Leon Spinks there knocking out uh, Muhammad Ali. That's incredible. Uh, who, and he was a massive, massive underdog. Uh, and yeah, he he stopped the greatest. Um, don't, uh, Muhammad Ali come back very soon after that, and then reclaimed his title and destroyed him. Uh, but I shook the hand that knocked out the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah, mm. uh, he was very lovely. He looked quite poorly. Um, I, yeah. I I think he was a little bit punchy, punch drunk. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so I literally just had this. You, we, we're both looking to the wall because I've got a signed picture of yeah. of, of, of of Spinks and Ali uh, signed yeah. by Leon, and and I was just I, I walked out of that sports shop just like oh my god I did not did expect you, did you bang him out like I thought about it yeah I would have done I thought about it uh, and as I walked out I was like oh my god oh my god uh, and then I looked up and right in front of me was Matt Goss from Bros <laughs> and I was like. For some reason, I just went, Matt. <laughs> just imagine you doing that as well. And like, and he was like, "All right." And he had like the best suit you've ever seen on mm. a trilby. He's a, big, he's a big deal out there, isn't he, Matt? Uh, the, all the billboards out there refer to him as uh, the UK Sinatra. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he 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 was in residency at, at Caesars mm. and mm. has been for years. Mm. Uh. And we'd gone out there, and, and it was Ant our, our mutual friend Antonia's 40th. And mm. she all she wanted to do, being at 40, was a brosset, mm. wanted to meet Matt Goss. Yeah. Didn't see him once. Oh, no. I think by about three days into the holiday, I bumped into him about six times. <laughs> to the point where it was a bit awkward. Oh, no. Because like, he probably thought you were stalking him. Yeah. But he was really lovely. Uh, had a photo with Matt Goss. And... Yeah, like literally within 10 minutes, like that happened. Walked out of the shop straight into Matt Goss of Bross. Uh, subsequently, uh, interviewed him on Off the Beaten Track. And he was, this is post the Bross documentary, yeah. which had various oh, yeah, as well. reviews. Uh, and he was bloody lovely. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it sounds insane, but we chat on WhatsApp. That's, that's mad. It, it is insane. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a lot of women that are very jealous at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. He's grooming you. Didn't think of that. Yeah, he's grooming you, mate. What's your number He five? saw you six times in three days. Oh, he, he looked at you and he thought, I think I found my new bear. Bit of rough. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He can have steak every day, but every now and then he wants to nip out for a burger, a mate. Or a pot yeah. noodle. Um, yeah, what's my number five? I'm going to go in there from... From Matt Goss to Gal Porter. Oh, she's my number four. Oh, is she? Hmm. How convenient. Oh, who thinks Gal? Do you think he's lying? I think he is. Um, Gal Porter. Um, 
Well, we had a we had a real good run of amazing people that we spoke to and met and became friends with. Really, and, and Gal always was just such an epic human being with such a fantastical story, um, and just such a lovely person, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. I, I imagine anyone listening to this uh, that has been a long time listener of the podcast has, has probably heard Gal multiple times uh, on the, on this podcast, and she's. Been on live shows, hasn't yeah, she? Been on, and yeah, loads of live shows, and and right from the off when we first recorded with his Acast, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah, like, and it was a great episode. So good. About a top five celebrity interview. So, but a little bit like this oh podcast. My God, it was, wasn't it? She, yeah, and she'd oh, met yeah, uh, some yeah John Travolta story and Bowie. I think she'd met. Who was the guy from Blood Diamond? Uh, uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Not Leo. It's the uh, really handsome she guy. She fancied yeah. him, didn't yeah, she? And yeah. she really embarrassed herself. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And she's just been like, I might like literally. It popped up on my memories on Facebook mm. that that was. It came up last week. I think it was four years ago. Last yeah, week wow. that chat, and I don't think there's a week gone by where I ain't had a little message mm. like from from Gal. She's bloody lovely, isn't she? Yeah, she is. And she only made it your number four. Mm. But then you, you've got Goss in your WhatsApp. I haven't got any of these celebs in my fucking phone, by the way. Mm. Um, yeah, but Gal is epic. Uh, really great podcast, really great human being. And has always had time for us. And we've always got time for her as well. So yeah. um, look forward to seeing Gal next. We always threaten that in October we're going to do that scary underground thing. Oh, God, Maybe yeah. this year is the year. Yeah. Maybe it's the year we go and do that dungeon type thing with her. Not a sex dungeon thing. She done the she escape room with us, didn't she? She did escape room, but she's got good hookups at the um, like all the mazes underneath mm. London, hasn't she? Yeah. And they do this scary tour. I'm so down for that girl. Um, yeah. So hopefully we we can we can put that together. So yeah, Gal Porter, fucking legendary human being. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean. Just an absolute dude. It's like to 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 present top of the pops to, you know, to present the movie show and to do all the things. And obviously, you can't not mention the fact that she was projected onto the, you know, onto Parliament mm. and would become she becomes so famous then. Uh, and then you know it's well documented. Uh, you know how, how tough girls had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you know what? She's just always got a smile, isn't she? She's always like. Self-deprecating and like, and she's just bloody she's lovely. She's a transparent person. She doesn't have yeah. an agenda. A- a- and, and so true. Yeah, and I think that that's um, that's just nice. It's just nice, you know. She's got a good good egg. And to see that docu- uh, that 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 story get documented, and Gal be so open mm. in that documentary, and then you know, what was it a year and a half ago to win a BAFTA? Yeah. Like, fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the love in the world for Gal Porter. Bit jealous we haven't won a BAFTA yet, but you know. It's coming, it's Gal. coming. Can we borrow yours? Um, well, look, you, that was your number four, so shall we skip on to my number four and then we sort of like evens it out, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I'm going to go with the first, one of the first celebrities I think I ever met. Um, it's Andy Crane. From <laughs> no, 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 no. Although that probably was my first celebrity. You look a bit like Andy yeah. Crane. Fuck off. I mean, yeah, I can see that. I mean... Yeah, I met him. Did some break dancing. Won a quick, uh, won a quick uh, like talent show at the town gate. Forgot about it. You know, it's just how I f- that's just how I used to roll. Why have you never brought that up a million times? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't ever mentioned it. I do things, man. I do things that I don't tell you about. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm this old pony's still got a few stories in him. Mm. Um. Anyway, but first celebrity I really met that I really. Was into was um so I'd, um me and Scroobius Pip so we'd met obviously he's, he's not Andy Crane he no he's not Andy Crane really uh, me and Pip met um in a corridor of Palmer's College um and anyway he got me into the Bloodhound Gang uh, one fierce beer coaster was the record I remember it fondly I, I transferred it onto a onto a uh, tape and listened to it religiously until yeah I was a big fan of them and then we went and it was the first ever gig I went to and Pip, Pip took me it weren't a date he took you know it was me him Tom Coles blah 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 went to watch them at the Astoria um, 2 is that am I, am I lying am I making that no, up that's the venue. yeah yeah so we went there and uh, Jimmy Pop just walked past and Pip went alright and then they just started having a very normal natural chat and I basically just gazed at him 
and I just felt like absolute imposter syndrome and I was so awkward and I couldn't fucking say anything. I just smiled and nodded. And for Lippy Chris, for Mouthy Christopher, who we all uh, uh, know from this podcast, it's weird to think that I, I, that I can't talk. And yeah, I just went all like, like just a little bit like soppy and just didn't know what to say. And like Pip was just having a very normal conversation and... Uh, yeah, I didn't know what to do. I don't know what they discussed. I was very overwhelmed. It was my first live gig. And, you know, it was just a lot of people there. I hadn't been to London that much at that age. Yeah, it was all just an overwhelming of the senses. And then to meet someone who I thought, like... You know, you hear these people, you read, listen to their CDs. Back back then, it's like, well, they must be like gods. Because you're never going to meet them. They're mm. going to be like... They've produced this record. They're out of, out of sight, out of reach, you know. And just to have a, just to see Pip chatting with him and me just sort of like looking a bit dumbfounded. Yeah, I always remember it. Uh, it again, uh, this happened uh, about a year later when we met. Um, was it Papa Roach? People correct me. Pip, you know, listen to this and text me and have a go at me. Who did we meet, Pip? Who was it? Alien Ant Farm. Alien Ant, was it Alien Ant Farm? It was one of them. Yeah. And again, I just sort of stood there like a bit goofy. Yeah. And Pip just talk to them like actual human beings yeah and i couldn't do that i was i was quite impressed yeah um yeah so that's my number five oh four and then obviously wind it on a few years Mm -hmm. former guests of the show um uh um, dan picar dan picar and um jason but Jason wasn't in uh, no. Adam Perry uh, brother Adam. was oh, in Adam. was a drummer in Blood yeah, Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously Dan played bass in yeah, it. Yeah. Uh and uh yeah. Scroll back for the live episode with Adam Perry to hear the Russia story mm. with oh, the Blood Ang Gang. Because that, <laughs> that is like no other rock and roll story you will ever hear. Uh, and that shows how nuts them fellas in Blood yeah. Ant Gang. Oh, right? it was, yeah. And they are great. They, like, Evil Jared, who lives in Berlin now, oh, I just think he's incredible. I think he's a brilliant artist. I'd, he'd definitely be... You remind me a bit of Evil Jared. He's quite tall like you. Quite handsome as well. Lovely. I'm not going to say that while staring into your eyes in a room Good. where none of your family members are here. And, um, yeah, I just think they're really talented people, but they are mental. Yeah. Um I think I would have been quite good in the band. I think if I was in a band, I think I would have died quite quickly, though. Yeah. Strangle wank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. What's your number three? Um, I've got some really mental... Yeah, you have. You've uh, got loads. Um, Honourable mentions here. Right, I'm going to go for um, Howard Jones. Who's Howard Jones? Who's that So one? Howard Jones is a, um, a very... Um, he was a super famous 80s pop star right okay uh, and I loved Howard Jones mm. um, in the 80s mm. uh, and so I'll tell you what just just so you know if um, you're going to play it it's not going to sound very good though is it right no this no You've never heard What Is Love by Howard Jones? No, because um, wasn't that the cover of uh, Hadaway? Baby, don't hurt me (laughs) no more. So um, that this big ear fucking you got in podcast, make sure to come back to listen to Hardcore Listen while Shul just plays through his Spotify playlist and plays you tinny songs. You don't know this either? Right, I know this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know this Thank one. Thank you. Oh. Right, Howard Jones. I don't uh, know. He played Live Aid. He was a super, super, super huge pop star. Um, and I fucking loved him. Anyway, about 1992, he played the Festival Hall in Basildon. Mm. First time he'd ever come to Essex. Um, the, 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 obviously, that, that venue's disappeared now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me and Cunt went there, but that morning I'd been dumped oh. by, by my first love. Oh, right? f- uh, I'm sorry, mate. And uh, I'm over it. Um, you never really get over no. it, you? you just learn um, to live with it. The shame. But, you um, 
But she's, I mean, yeah, she looks quite unhappy. I've still parked my car outside her house and watched her come and go, so she's not doing too well. So that makes it feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lost a leg, didn't she? She did, yeah. Good, 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 good. And a few kids. Good, good. Yeah. It makes it feel better, doesn't it? Absolutely. Like, um, I definitely reckon my annual turnover is bigger than hers. Oh, Uh, thank God. And I definitely think that... um, if you had to look at both of us on paper as like top trumps, mm. I'd be better. Yeah, yeah. I reckon almost across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice one, mate. Like, yeah, no, thanks, l- mate. J- j- last last on her then. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> Still, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> um, I was so upset. Yeah, I bet. So I bet, fucking I upset. It's brutal. And Cunt was like, come on, look, we're going to watch uh, Howard Jones tonight. Uh, and... Cunt gave me his long sleeve white shirt, like it was like a like a long sleeve t shirt, a white one, uh, and it just had it was by a band called the Mac Lads, who were just this like band that Viz readers mm. used to love. They were yeah. naughty, right? Uh, Said blue words, did they? Yeah, and and some probably in hindsight some very questionable songs as well. Mm, mm. Um, but they did do me a, did do a long sleeve white t shirt, which just had the word twat in big letters <laughs> across the okay. front. Yeah, that's. Uh, and so I wore my twat t-shirt and I remember driving to Basildon, in, like Cump was driving, and I remember like having a couple of cans of beer. I probably yeah. didn't drink much then either. And and the little ring that she bought me, I took off and I threw it out the window. You're so hard. Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking the minute I threw it, I wish I didn't do that in case no. we get back together. Um, <laughs> and uh, But you didn't? No, we didn't. She didn't want anything to do with me. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry, I shouldn't laugh so hard. <laughs> but... Uh, and I remember getting there. We was going to go there early and try and meet him beforehand. Yeah. And so when we got there, he was literally just pulling up mm. to do a sound check. Mm. And I and like and Cunt was a bit more confident than me. He just went, "Oh, hello, Howard. <laughs> uh, have you sound checked?" He went, "No, I'm going to do it now." He said, and he went, "You can come in and watch if you want." And he was like, "Oh my god!" And so we got chatting to him, and he went, "Like I said, well, uh, what sort of stuff are you playing tonight?" And he sort of mentioned a few songs, mm. and then I went. Will you play this really soft mm-hmm. song that was mm-hmm. off of an album that no one really mm-hmm. was into called Will You Still Love Me? Mm-hmm. Will you still be Will you still be there, sorry? Mm. Uh and he went, Oh, I won't be that won't be in the set. And I was like, Oh, oh he's mudging right off. And uh, so anyway, we, we walk into the festival hall, which is a fucking big venue. Yeah, yeah. Sit in front row, me and cunt, no mm. one else in there. He's mm. sound checking. Goes to sound check the piano. Will you still be there when they played it for me? Oh, what? And uh, and I was like, oh, fucking hell. What oh, started off as a really bad day. Yeah. My favourite 80s pop star played me, yeah, played me me. Uh, that's me, incredible, song, Stuart. Uh, on the piano. So it was, uh, it was a lovely day. Oh, shit, lovely what ending. A story, man. And even though the lovely photo I've got with him, I'm wearing a T-shirt that just says the word twat yeah. in big letters. But that T-shirt will uh, also come into uh, a, a, an honourable mention. Incredible. Number two. No, I think it's my number three. It is your number three. I went first. So just learn to count, prick. Oh, you just reminded me of someone. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Prick. Um, no. Um, oh, let's let's go for this person. I can't believe I got this. Huey Morgan from the Fun Loving Criminals. Mm. 
So, obviously, we have met. <laughs> I can tie this in, actually, to an honourable mention. So, like, a few years before that, we met Fast mm. from the Fun Loving Criminals. And um, Fast came and DJed for us. And I we had Redshift at the time. And I put a little Redshift T-shirt package together. Because sometimes we had guests on. We'd mm. give them it, you know. And... Um, and I remember um, a shout out to uh, one of the lads from the Heartless Crew. Who was it? Uh, uh, who, who was the lad from the Heartless Crew? Um, oh, he always used to rep our Redshift stuff. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah, it's gone. Anyway, Fast came and I said, oh, I used to love fun-loving criminals. And I was really couldn't wait to meet him and tell him how much of a fan I was. And because I said used to and he went, used to, I just felt like such shit. I could barely talk to him for the rest of the night because I was so like Is upset. Is it Bushkin or Fonty? Bushkin. Yeah. Of course it was. Thank you. And uh, yeah, like I was felt so bad. But anyway. so you r- genuinely really like. I really like Fun Loving Criminals. Yeah. And, and I've got a lot of emotional connections because it was me and Jay listened to it a lot. Um, Jay being a good friend of mine who passed away. So there's all that sort of stuff. They were at V98 and that was a great year for you me. You partial to a doobie, wasn't oh, you? I liked a little doobie, yeah. And um and, like, the first time I, I uh, attempted to meet Huey was I was at uni and um, we went to, me and the girl, I wasn't seeing, but I was kind of, like, hanging around with in the desperate hopes that she would one day see what's inside of me. Mm, look past the face. Look <laughs> past <laughs> me. Yeah. And go, actually, he's fucking, yeah. he's wicked. If I could just crack this idiot <laughs> yeah. inside. She never did. No. Weirdly, she fancied Jay. I, I told her I loved her, and she went, "Oh, that's nice." And then about a week later, she went, "I really fancy your mate Jamie." I thought, "Oh, fuck it, no, this is painful." <laughs> I'll take you to Howard Jones. This is really painful. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Danny, I didn't really need to hear that right now." I literally told you I loved you. Like, anyway, we went to see Fun. No, no, we didn't. We went to a bar in Digbeth in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. We get got to the thing, and they went, uh, went to go in, and they went, "This is sorry, it's, pri- it's a private gig tonight." And then the security guy went, are you the drummer? And I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just walked in. It was a fun-loving gig. It was a criminal's gig. Wow. And then we snuck out the back and I, we wrote a message to Huey. I mean, I have not told Huey this as well. Wrote a message to him and, and put it in. I don't know what we put it in. Put it on the windscreen wiper of their tour bus. But I think I even can think about what we wrote on that message and it makes me cringe and I'm not going to repeat it. But... You Fuck know, basically, oh. what did you put? Oh, we basically invited. I love him. the fact that all of a sudden you don't want to embarrass yourself on this oh, podcast. I said something about being not as cool criminals as them, but if they want to come and smoke a joint with us, come to our halls of residence. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That yeah, sounds yeah. like some kind of American this is, frat this film. Is, this is a guy who was literally not far away from modelling for fucking like Gucci Armani. He's not going to go to, like, and I promise you, Mal. Our halls of residence were literally, we had like health, health and uh, what are they called? Department of Health come around. Environmental that, health. It was that bad. Mm. Um, so of course he was never going to fucking come there. And if he had a showed up, I'd have probably thrown myself out the window and show. Anyway, roll forward a few years, meet fast, embarrass myself there. Who's lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he is lovely. I was just filled with shame of saying mm. used to. And it wasn't even like, it's just because I I don't I don't listen to a lot of band music at, the, at that point. So... Mm. You know, I, I, I guess I, I didn't mean to put it that way, really. Mm. And uh, anyway, so then uh, a couple of years later, and then Huey comes to DJ for us, and I thought, oh, God, don't make a cunt of myself again. Mm. And uh, and Huey was just the nicest dude. Yeah, he was man. like, it's not like nice as in like, uh, you know, like nice and s- like a soft pushover type. He was very cool, very witty, but very humble, like real genuine like gail mm. you know and like we were talking and obviously my dad was um struggling then with parkinson's and we were having all sorts of problems with him sleeping and huey said oh, about cbd and stuff like that and i was like i don't really thought about it he said yeah take my number because my homie dj crust so mm. if you're a drum and bass fan that's one for you as well i was so my homie now does a cbd down in bristol and, that, and he'll hook you up he'll send you some bits so i had huey's number and you know chat and speak to him and stuff like that I just couldn't believe it I was like starstruck and I remember Pip being like I bet Chris is having a bit of a meltdown now because he knew how much I like Huey mm. and um, just what a genuine nice guy and yeah to do that was was quite surreal 
Yeah. Uh, but I didn't mention that that note on the uh, tour bus. I imagine the driver looked at that mm. and just threw it on the floor, probably, and didn't share it with them. And fast forward that, he come on the podcast, we met up with him oh in London, God, didn't we? Yeah, had a yeah. fucking great yeah. afternoon uh, with him. And then, can you remember when we were away for my birthday? We were in the car. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he and gave a shout out. Done, played Beastie Boys for us. Ah, uh, oh, what? Just a fucking lovely dude, man. Straight and up. I, and I'm, I'm not a big fun-loving criminals yeah, fan. Yeah, I, know yeah. I only know the hits, yeah, and yeah, I used yeah, to play yeah. them in the clubs, but yeah. just lovely blokes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just really Gen- genuine. Didn't want anything like not pretentious. We've met a, f- a fair, f- fair um, portion of pretentious um, artists, musicians, and all that. And, and Huey was just none of that. De- definitely one of the most weirdest moments was as a promoter of a venue when Huey finished his set, and then Pip went on, and Pip dropped Anti up first. Huey got so excited by celebrating how excited he was for that. He just lit the biggest fucking oh, shit in the DJ booth yeah, and I, I all that. of a sudden I just see Dorman everywhere just going where's that coming from and I was like oh no and I thought I, I don't want to tell him to put that out I don't know how to deal with this as yeah. as trying to be his mate yeah. and also trying yeah. to be the partner I just run away I know <laughs> you just walked away <laughs> I just watched you do it I just saw you fuck get the fuck out of there. <laughs> to be fair, as the promoter, it's probably the better, better thing to play, be able yeah. to play ignorance. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm have a little walk now. Did make me chuckle. But, oh mm. yeah, great shout. Mm. Mm. I think I had a bit. I think I went and had a bit of it. No, nah, I, I, I actually can't remember what I was doing. <sighs> um, yeah. Okay. Right. Nice one. Oh well, that was me. So I'm just congratulating myself. Yeah. Well done, Chris. Um, so what's your number two then, you big poo? Right. Okay. Um. So I've been lucky before, I've been, I, I guess I've been lucky during lockdown that podcasts have been accessible to meet people online mm. and have good chats. But in the lead up to that, not long before lockdown, I sent a message to an Instagram page <laughs> and the fella that, it wasn't the artist that ran it, it was his like, press uh his, P, his, mm. his PA message back saying, "Oh my God, I love your podcast and I love hardcore listing. Amazing! Uh, I've been listening to you for like years. Mm. Like he's got new music out. He'd love to come on and talk about the record and and talk about his songs. I was like, amazing. I said, okay. Like, where do we do this? He said, just come round his house." So I went to James Lavelle's house. That's mad. And and I watched the documentary. It's one of my favourite, if not my favourite music documentary of all time. Um, the, the the story of James Lavelle and Mo Wax. And, and by its very nature that he's a, you know, a divisive character. He, you know, he doesn't come mm. across very well in lots of it. Mm. Uh, but he, he owns it. You know, he, 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 he throws it all out there and that's what makes that documentary so fucking... Have you ever seen it? Nah, because it's, it's... fucking uh, amazing. It's a documentary, isn't it? So, is, there any, is, 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 is there any lightsabers or aliens or anything like that? In there? Is it a horror film? There might be a... Is there an orc? Oh. <laughs> 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 just came in my pants. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> I went to London and went to this really lovely house and when you walk in... There's huge bits of uncle oh, artwork what? all over the walls. And we sat there before we pressed record and he wanted to talk about Depeche Mode. He wanted to talk about the uh, the, the nightclub that I ran in Rayleigh uh, and the history of that place. And then we then just, because we're very similar in age, just then went in talking about early sort of hip-hop and electro. And, it, and I was just thinking... Fucking hell, Th- this guy discovered DJ Shadow. You know, this guy set up Mowax. Yeah, this guy's uncle. Like, um, just a, a fucking Shadow, Shadow and uncle. Were I like wonder why these leads that we use don't work that well. Because well, I keep playing with stuff. Yeah. Um, like, uncle and Shadow were absolutely, in my early 20s when I was at uni, they were like... Like, I can't tell. I didn't listen to anyone mu- any more than those two yeah. two bands. I fucking loved Uncle and DJ Shadow. Yeah, and he was just a really nice fella. Um, 
you know, just sat there in his, his kitchen for a couple of hours, just having a, a chat. And, and every now and again, I'd sort of just stop and sort of breathe it in and just think, this is this is the guy that, that is in that documentary that blows my mind. And and if anyone's um, yeah, like looking for a really good music documentary, I think it's called um, The Man... The man beyond Mo the man from Mo Wax. The man from Mo Wax. Yeah. Uh, go and watch it because it's fucking oh, incredible. Every time you bring it up, so I will watch it and then I don't. And then I'm looking for something to watch on no. at home and I end up watching Anaconda again. I've got a really. It's good though. It is good. It is that bit where um, John John Thingy gets fucking eaten by a snake. Anyway, John Voight. I met James Lavelle as well, but not there. We should get him on Hardcore Listening. I'd love to have him on Hardcore Listening. I met him. At around a time when I was really big fan of him, I was partying a lot. This is like my sort of like um, Birmingham days, and he on my the day before my twentieth mm, birthday, he like the, uh, the Custard Factory, which was this big club in in Birmingham. It's a really cool club. There's always loads of great drummer bass and loads of electro acts down there and that. There was a pond outside, like this this, this man made pond that was like. Um, pretty much like the size of a small swimming pool and they'd emptied it out and put a tent there and he DJ'd in that it was like a, it was like and, uh, and basically I was off my face dancing my, my nuts off and there was a little bit of a stage next to where he was DJing and people were going up there and getting kicked off I didn't even know that I didn't even see any of that and I just fucking got up there at one point I was I, I'll be honest with you I was off my box and um, I was dancing, and can you, you can dance. Though. Have you ever competed in dancing? <laughs> or <laughs> so this is gonna this, this is all linked, really. Um, they just let me just let me dance up there right. for like 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 most of the set, and and and, and so I th- me saying I met James Avell, he dropped "Smells Like Teen Spirit" in midway between a like obviously a dance mm. music set. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. So he gave me a little fist pump while he was DJing. And then I proceeded to continue to dance on the side of the stage. And I got down and my mates were like, they didn't let anyone else do that. And when you talk about being a good dancer, my girlfriend always says to me, she sees me sometimes dance at home. She goes, oh, it's embarrassing what she does. (laughs) She's like, you're such a bad dancer. And I'm like, babe, I was quite good in my day. And um, I reminded her at a time that Pip, this is the same place, the Custard Factory, this is the place Pip was walking around one evening looking for me because I was on the screens. And he was just filming me dancing on the screens and he was walking around looking for me in a club. And then he realised that that wasn't of that night, it was some other random night I'd been at. And I was just dancing like a lunatic and they were just filming me. Wow. That's mental, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm a good dancer, but it was worth filming a bit. On the, uh, <laughs> it's I, I, a bit weird, but yeah. we was talking about dancing on the Two Girls One Shot uh, <laughs> podcast ages ago, and she said, "Who's the best dancer?" You know, and I said, "Chris." <laughs> and I, I, I think you can dance. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but uh, it's just quite funny. Have you ever that? seen Pip dance? Yeah, he's more of a jump, up, jump upper and down, and a head nodder. I think yeah. that's like how he gets into it. I've seen him. I've seen him just assault people on the dance floor. I don't know if that if that counts for anything. I've seen him wedgie people off of stadium po- podiums and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. There was always some sort of malicious attempt going along with yeah. whilst he was expressing himself. Really, T- take that <laughs> what you will. That's yeah, good. Um, you dig him up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pip can dance. But yeah, just weird, isn't it? Um, right, where are we? Is it your number one? It is my number Go on one, then, ma'am. Go on. Oh, oh no, fuck! No, it's my number two. We, we, you, James the Oh said. yeah, yeah. Sorry, course, yeah. I'm, I apologise. I'm, I'm, I'm getting overexcited here. What a great shout! And you know, you have had the best guests on, Stu. It's incredible. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh, this is really tough. I'm gonna have to. Some of these are gonna have to be just special mentions now. Fuck. Um. Ah, oh, bollocks. So I met, uh, I'll say my old mate Mike Joyce, I guess, from the Smiths. Oh, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> so go on, you, you talk to us. You talk, you talk no, to go us on, much. I can switch it up because I've got loads. Oh, right, okay, mate. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> you really have. Um, so Mike Joyce uh, is in the Smiths, your favourite band, pretty much, I'd say. Yeah. Right? For, for roughly, get in, in there and thereabouts. Yeah, definitely favourite band. I weren't really into them. I think you kind of actually 
when I met Mike, was your campaign of driving to Manchester at fucking 60 miles an hour, chain smoking, probably because you're a bit nervous and excited. While we'd, sub- before, we'd done the club night before. Had we done, done that by then? Yeah. You'd oh, been I'm out so of the You put him to bed, and you still hadn't <laughs> fucking, still hadn't really listened to the Smiths. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's right. I was mates with Mike before I liked the Smiths. Yeah. And obviously, through um, through the club night, we started to, get to, to, to run together. So I didn't. I, I I guess I was lucky that I didn't have to know the thing that he was famous for, mm. and I could just meet a person and realise that that person was Ace. Mm. Uh, again, Mike Mike's one of these people, um, the, the the many that we met in in that era. Who there was no pretense with Mike. He was just very down to earth, very fucking witty and funny. Mm. That's what you know. He's very sharp, sharp sharply dressed, kind. Likes a drink, mm-hmm. and you know, like we do these club nights together, and me and Mike would get pretty fucking pissed by the end of it. And like, there was a couple of uh, evenings where we'd have, like, Mike could have a, we we sort him out a hotel room and all that. And like a couple of evenings, one one in particular, you're saying I had to li- literally get him in his room, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I weren't mu- in in much better shape to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and it was really nice to know a guy, like just to meet someone. Um, but what was really cool when we did those nights is you get very young people coming up to Mike and being like, "Mate, you're 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 an absolute legend," and it's just so cool to see how like the the Smiths' music has uh, has, has, has has gone on for so long and um, mm. influenced so many people. But Mike was a fucking dude. Yeah, man. loads of cool fucking stories as well. And it and it it didn't matter how many times he ever rung me around then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time it was Mike Joyce Smith's on my caller ID, I'd be like, oh, one of the Smiths is phoning me. <laughs> one of the fucking Smiths is phoning me up. Like, it, it blew my fucking mind. And when we recorded um, the hardcore listing with him, he invited us up to his beautiful fucking house in Manchester. Mm, oh, God, it's lovely. Uh, and super welcoming, just sat there in his in his living room, didn't we? Just fucking yeah. having a good old natter and a cup of tea. Met his missus and uh, one of his mates. Yeah, his mate turned up wearing a Liam Gallagher mask, didn't he? Yeah. It was all very weird. Yeah, like, kind of, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's <laughs> since come and DJ'd at, at the toothbrush and every time I've had any dealings with him, he's just been a fucking joy. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, whoever says don't meet your heroes, like, they're lying. Yeah. You've met many. So what's your number one, mate? Go on, you're going to have to switch it out. Sorry, Mike. You, you was choose number one, but for the interest of variety, we're going to um, we're gonna shout out another person. I'll go Frank Bruno. Oh, incredible, yeah. Um, and uh, I've not put many fighters on here. Uh, I've been really lucky in the last six months to have met lots of fighters. Mm. Um and, and, and maybe in 10 years' time we'll mm. do this podcast and, mm. and I'll go, I'm, I remember when I first met Paddy the Baddy and he <laughs> may well be, you know, a Conor McGregor. Um, might have laid someone out in a pub, like an old man out in a pub. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, <that> just <laughs> spanked <laughs> an elderly fella who didn't like his whiskey. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously anybody probably over the ages of like sort of 35 w- w- would have grown up and, and a household name and... and, mm. and everybody's favourite sports person was, mm. was Frank Bruno. Mm. Um, there's an amazing documentary that came out last year that they've been running on Sky Arts at the moment um, about Bruno versus Tyson and the whole, mm. how their careers went and, and, and they came together and fought and then mm. uh, Tyson went to prison, Bruno won the title and mm. fought Tyson again. And and I can't tell you how much excitement there was around them fights and, and uh, you know, watching Frank Bruno being just this absolute specimen of a of a fucking physical being mm. and then the minute the mic was on him you know Harry Carpenter would be interviewing him and their their friendship mm. was beautiful and obviously you know what I mean Harry become this this tagline and obviously you'd hear um and yeah we we it it was Brad, Brad um, that sorted it out um, so big, big love to to Brad, um, who's uh, who's doing some incredible music, yeah, and, he, and he's, really, he's going to be yeah, doing something really good. incredible with music soon. Uh, I was chatting to him a couple of weeks ago, um, and he he facilitated for us to go to London to this radio station and, and interview Frank Bruno, uh, and I definitely say it was the most nervous I'd ever been 
ahead mm. of a podcast. And we, we'd recorded that morning, hadn't we? Mm-hmm. And then when we got there, I remember before we went in the room, we walked past and you could hear him laughing and you could hear him talking. It was mm. like, oh my God, that's Frank Bruno. Uh, and yeah, a- a- absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, very cool. Went in there. He was so lovely. We've we've told this story, you know, uh, many times on this podcast because it was a, a real moment. Um, and yeah, asked him about fighting Tyson. You know, we I I got to see Frank Bruno level up and got the fight face. You know, I got the. You know, you, you, when you ask him about some of them moments, you know, he, he, he switches on and it was like you know switches into fight mode, uh, and then. Yeah, he was. He'd been doing press all day, so we were worried that he was going to be tired. And he was so lovely and gracious, and then yeah. had a real moment, like you said time. about Huey, like you know, and talking about your dad and, oh, and, yeah, and your dad's illness. Like he really Bruno cared, didn't he? Really, like was literally leaving, and and it, and it came into contact. And he, he was like stopped, and he was like, right, Mo, hang on, let's go through this, and was having a, a lovely chat, chat with you about, about it. medication and stuff, weren't we? Yeah, just because <laughs> obviously, you know, like so many people in this world of celebrity. Like they struggle, yeah, and uh, you know, no more so than that, and publicly documented yeah, than, than Frank Bruno and Gal Porter, yeah. Uh, and so you know, to see these people, you know, pushing through it and and living with it and working with it and bettering themselves and 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 then spreading the word of of you know uh, of of mental health awareness is is fucking aspirational and yeah, uh, a- absolute legend, Frank Bruno, and yeah, got to, got to. Got to shake the hand that fucking thumped Mike Tyson. You've got this weird fetish with um, touching the hands of people that have knocked out heavyweight champs, haven't you? Have you yes. noticed? Yes. Any, have you done that to anyone else as well? Are you shaking any other hands that have knocked out heavyweight champs? I mean, I haven't, but theoretically, oh, I've, I could. I've shook David Hayes' hand. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was heavyweight champ of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sat next to him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. At UFC, have I met any UFC heavyweights? I've shook. Oh, I've shook Tom Aspinall's, and he's going to oh. be. He's, he's going to be a heavyweight, heavyweight champ. champ. He's yeah, yeah I, I completely believe that as well. Right. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So, like but yeah. Great so. shout. Right. Um, oh, right. Um, I will go with Tom Hardy, I guess. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's probably the most famous person I've met, I would say. I mean, it, it depends, because def- define famous. But in terms of reach and worldwide, n- you know, I would say he's probably the most famous. Because um, you were there. We both met him, didn't we? He's <laughs> angry face. Why couldn't you make it? Is uh, there a reason? I was at work, and you yeah. pricks. You was more excited about telling me you'd met him than meeting him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really, really accurate. So, like, it was a bit of a double whammy. Uh, this was a double whammy as well. So, um, yeah, so, like, me and Pip, and I think Miss uh, Shootel was with us that day, and we were already in, like, the VIP box for a, uh, for a Bellator, I think it was a uh, UFC Bellator event. Was it Bama? It's probably Bama, actually. Tell a lie. It's probably Bama. 
It was definitely Bama. And uh, we already had decent seats in that. And then Pip went, uh, he was looking on Twitter, and he was like, I've just seen a picture of Tom Hardy's. Tom Hardy's here. And obviously Pip and Tom are mates. And I fucking, even then, my stomach went a little bit. Like, oh. And then he was like, do you, uh, you want to go and meet Tom Hardy? And like, there's a little bit of me, because I have been starstruck in the past, that didn't want to meet because yeah. I just didn't know how I'd behave. Yeah. And um, but of course I was like, yeah, no, fucking, let's do it. And so then we we had to go through the fire exits and whatnot, and we found ourselves in the in back of this security room. And Tom wasn't there. I met uh, Tom's security guard, who was like this ex, like SAS bad boy. He was, he was brilliant. He was a lovely bloke. We had a good old chat. And and for some reason he was talking about something, and uh, it was like a military movement or whatever. And I went, one is none, two is one. A few is two. And he went, yeah, how do you know that? And I was like, uh, playing Risk. I've told this story before. I'm sorry for repeating it, gang. But it was like, yeah, he thought I was a nerd and a loser after that, which is fine. I am. Met his ace wife and um, incredible actress herself. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, went out and they set just some rough, just seats out in front of the, the, the ring uh, instead of being in any sort of like organised seating. It was like the VIP of VIPs. And then I was just sat there, and, and Pip wasn't even with me, and Tom just come out of like one of these like entrances, and just come up and introduced himself to me, and we had a little chat. I just thought it was mad that he come up and just said, "Oh, hello, I'm Tom. Yeah, what, what's your name?" Um, and yeah, it was Pucker, and he he was just a really nice guy. We had a bit of a laugh while we were watching the fights. I can't remember, you know, me saying anything particularly witty or memorable. Standard. But it was well, exactly as you can imagine. But it was just kind of. And I also wasn't starstruck. I actually somehow just acted like a normal human yeah. being, which again, I mean, I think probably but having worked with you and for you, mani- you know, managing that night and meeting loads of celebrities, I was just kind of quite used to it by that point. So I didn't act, haven't acted like a weirdo for a long time. Having said that, after that, we bumped into NVP, Michael Venom and Page. And another one of my shout outs is I met Michael at another point. Did you say Michael Venom and Venom page. Venom page. I didn't mean to say Venom. Just M and M page. I met MVP at another point. Yeah. Uh, a, a, com- a, a comic convention uh, with me and Pierre. And I must say, like, there's a picture of me with MVP and the fucking happiness on my face. It is like <laughs> I am beaming. Like you, it's like one of those things where you like that looks like like a kid who's got you know got all his dreams come true because yeah. I love MVP and he's a fucking great bloke I really like him as a human being his, his mentality and his personality and the things he's into and um, yeah so I got to meet him and also bumped into him after meeting Tom Hardy which was a bit of a mental mental day so there you have it there, there's my number one you must have a list of I'll do my special mentions and then what we can do is we can fade out as you list no, no, I'm not, I'm not because like I'm, I'm not just going to rattle off people I've had like on the podcast. Oh, okay, I, right. I'm trying to keep these to like people that I've met in weird situations. Okay, right, cool, fair enough, fair enough. Um, the Queen. What? No. So the actual Queen. The Queen. The Queen. Queen. Yeah. So um, when I was six or seven, mm-hmm. the Queen come to Grays, mm-hmm. uh, and my school got to have the afternoon off, mm. and where the Oaks is. Yeah. All the schools from the area all queued up along a big road yeah. uh, whilst the Queen, the car oh. come down and it stopped and it got out. Yeah. It. Uh, she. It. <laughs> we'll go with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it walked down and uh, it got out of the car and it walked down and it and literally she was just sort of shaking hands and she shook my little mitt. No. And then stopped at Nicola Carter, who was the girl standing next to me. And I've looked online for this photo because it was in it was the front page of the local yeah. paper, and she like I think like Nicola gave her like a bouquet of flowers yeah. or something, and she took them, and there's a photo of her like leaning in talking to her uh, with my little scruffy head in the background. Oh really? Yeah. So so yeah, the Queen. That's quite mad. And can I keep it on a royal tip? Go on then. And I'm gonna I'll t- I'm gonna go dark. Oh oh oh, Prince Andrew. I met Prince Andrew. What in that uh, that ring? Like, I went for pizza. No, um, but, uh, <laughs> pizza gate. Oh, changed up. Walking through London, yeah. literally in the financial district, completely yeah. lost when I was probably about twenty. Oh God, <laughs> lucky you were twenty. Just like walking, I, was, I, might, I don't think I was with cunt. I mm. definitely weren't with cunt. Mm. 
um, who's releasing his Jubilee song uh, <laughs> next week. <laughs> Prince Andrew is a sweaty nonce, that's called. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I just see like two people that look like the most terrifying fucking yeah. like yeah. not like big lump dancers yeah. but like ones that like Liam Neeson taken style yeah 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 like unassuming but probably more lethal exactly that my sort of stamp so in between them was <laughs> I just looked and I was like oh my god that's Prince Andrew yeah yeah and like I just walked past him yeah but I think I <laughs> did you go Andrew no I had band stickers and I remember yeah. thinking Oh, should I put one on his back? Yeah. And I just thought, I'm get glad shot. I didn't. Because yeah, that was the shot. sort of dumb shit I would have done then. Yeah. Just going, <laughs> thinking it's funny and probably have just got fucking, had my neck broke or something. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, and one more on the dark tip. Okay. Oh, that I was, and I've met him twice and I was so excited both times. Oh, uh, Rolf Harris. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, yeah. The first time in Tottenham Court Road, just walking along with Cunt and I had my twat t-shirt on. Yeah. And I went, God, it's Rolf Harris. Yeah. And then, he was right in front of us, and before anything, he just went <laughs> twat, <laughs> and like, uh, and so I had this fight with Rolf Harris, who at the time was an absolute yeah. fucking hero. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah, fucking yeah. loved Rolf Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, before knowing any of that stuff, he was a talented, artistic, funny, seemed like a warm guy, and then it all just got a little bit like, oh fucking hell. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and then. He was doing a book signing for Animal Hospital or something in Lakeside at, at WH Smith's around 96. And so all my band got dressed up and went down there and we've got this photo of the whole That's band, right, yeah. like all in our <coughs> outfits with Rolf in the middle. Uh, and, oh, that was one of my favourite photos. Mm. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, you know, oh, I'm not allowed to like that one anymore now. Like, I've done some really horrible things. I've been sorting out um, my mum's house, like our house, and um, you know, going through bits. And, and I've gone through some stuff in my in, in my room. And um, there's a little spoken word poem about Rolf Harris that's all printed out. And it's in a Rolf Harris letter from Australia, and it was obviously when Pip used to do all his spoken word circuits. I don't know who, who wrote that one and who did it, but it was part of their press tour that they did it. It might have been Lord Dockers, MC. I can't remember. Sorry, Dockers. I'm casting some shade on you being a Rolf Harris fan here. But yeah, it was one of them. And I was like, well, do I keep that now or not? It, yeah, it was, was nothing wrong with being a Rolf Harris yeah, fan. Yeah, Everyone yeah. loved Rolf yeah, Harris. Exactly. Like, exactly. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the same way that everybody loved Jimmy, Jimmy Savile. Savile yeah, like, yeah. Um, that's why it makes it so fucking nuts, the fact that they... You know, they come across so fucking lovely for so Absolutely. long. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and we should also stipulate that I, I do believe what Rolf Harris done, I don't really know the full extent of what he done, but I don't think it was anywhere near yeah. as fucked up as what no, Jimmy no. Savile oh, done, but, yeah, but yeah. bleak I mean, nonetheless. Yeah, he's super bleak. He's still yeah. like black bad. Um, just quick shout out to another queen, Lindy Layton from Beats International. So... Oh, Lindy, she was an absolute treasure. Lindy was just like the ultimate woman, mm. I think. Like, we she came and DJed for us, and she'd done it a couple of times, actually. And she was just so cool really and fucking funny. Really good as well. Yeah, great, really good DJ, firstly. Good technically and good song selection. Um, Really just great style, very hot, very funny, witty. Oh, she's just fucking mega... And then one night, I like we she'd uh, done a slot for us at Proud, and she was like, "I was like, she needed a hand with some of her bits out to her car." I was like, "No worries, I'll, I'll take them out for you." And we went out to her car, and she had a fucking old school Beamer, like proper eighties Beamer, and all the seats were leopard print. And I was just like, "This person is just the peak, is peak human being." Yeah, I just I was blown away by Lindy, and um, yeah. She's just, she's just mega. Her house is the maddest place I've ever been to. Oh, really? It's, it's like, it's a very sort of normal looking house yeah. from the outside and you go in and it's fucking insane. Oh, really? Like, it, I, I could not keep my eyes still. I was <laughs> like, Lindy, there's mad shit everywhere. <laughs> like, the walls are just <laughs> like, there's not a gap on the walls. Like, everywhere there's just something mental and it's like... Can you give me an example? Stag's head, mm, uh, all sorts of just weird bits of art yeah. and some odd kind of like clutter. Yeah. 
Like, and it's probably very well thought out, Clatter. Mm. But I, I, yeah, I was trying to record, and I was like, I can't. I'm not ignoring you, but the, yeah. I was so distracted <laughs> by how much <laughs> fucking mad stuff was catching my eye. Cool. And it's got to be because if it's if it means you're taking your eyes off of Lindy Layton, yeah, yeah, uh, who is yeah. a massive childhood, mm, you know, yeah, massive yeah. crush of mine. Uh, mm. Yeah, oh, big shout out to Lindy Layton. What a lovely human. Well, this has been a fun old podcast, mate. I've got one more. Oh, go on, him. Going to bring it right up to date. Uh, Brett Goldstein. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Superstar Brett Goldstein yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know, he was just a filmmaker, not just, but he was filmmaker and comedian when we first met him. And, you know, now Emmy a winner mm. and just legit fucking superstar. He's been on fucking Sesame Street, as we spoke about a few episodes ago. But... Um, yeah, just one of the nicest fucking people you'll ever meet. He is. Uh, and any time, we've all got a shared WhatsApp group for the network, and he ain't too good to be on there, is he? He's he still no, chats and no. interacts, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and whenever we see him, he's always just fucking lovely. What a really fucking kind man. Witty. Uh, he's got a. Re- he's got. A I always, I you know, I always wish I had a sense of humour like Brett, so I didn't have to just like throw in like say you know baby's dick to to make myself think that's funny like Brett's sense of humor can be delicate nuanced and yet and and, and concise mm. and very very good he, he should do comedy he should do comedy Brett think about it mate think about it that whatever that little football show is you're on now mm. go and do comedy instead yeah, exactly yeah get stop stop the writing stuff like Give it, you know, everyone's got to have, you've got to have a dream, mate, but yeah. sometimes you've just got to be like... Get on the old right. gig circuit. Yeah, get match fit. Yeah, dream big, mate. We done? We done. See you next time. It's a drunken soiree in the within. <laughs> Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.